Good evening. Happy Friday and thank you so much for joining us. You're watching the nine at night. I'm Stefania Jimenez and I have a question for you. Have you been outside in the last few hours? It's chilly. You're going to want to listen to Adam Kasky's forecast if you have weekend plans. Check him out. Hello, cold front. The colder air continues to spill into town. The rain has come to an end, but we still have gusty winds and temperatures falling off down near 40 and I think even some upper 30s around parts of San Antonio Saturday morning. Sunday morning, likely to see a light freeze in parts of the hill country in, in town will be about 36. Afternoons right near 60 for high temperatures this weekend. So unseasonably cool and this cool air sticks around all the way through next week. The warmest will be a 63 on Monday with it, though, the chance of some scattered showers. Wow. All right. In other news now, more bad news today for San Antonio Councilman Clayton Perry. His fellow council members are expected to issue a vote of no confidence and ask for his resignation when they meet for a special meeting on Monday. That announcement coming a day after Perry turned himself in on a misdemeanor charge in connection to a hit and run crash near his home last weekend. San Antonio police released body camera footage from hours after the alleged incident. It shows Perry barely coherent in the backyard of his home. Now, Perry now could also face a DWI charge. He, by the way, is a retired lieutenant colonel who has served on council since 2017. And it definitely doesn't look good, particularly with the vote that took place yesterday uh, regarding the censure of another city council member. And on top of that, Veterans Day for a city that's a military city. It, 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 it's a bad look. It just is. Now, we asked Perry, we emailed Perry asking for a comment this afternoon on this, but he did not respond. And, you know, we continue having this conversation tonight on the night beat. The case against Councilman Clayton Perry is deepening with a DWI charge expected. We're going to speak with an attorney who specializes in these types of cases. Something I've always found kind of interesting about this type of case is that people think politicians get special treatment. Now, why that attorney says the potential punishment could actually differ from other cases if there's a conviction. Also, the challenges that could make this case more difficult. Again, that's tonight on the Night Beat. San Antonio police want to know if you've seen this guy. You're about to see his photo. It'll pop up in a moment. There you go. That's 23-year-old Abel Gallegos. Police say that he got into an argument with a group of people at a convenience store last December. Happened on Cincinnati Avenue near North Calaveras on the west side. Detectives say that when Gallegos pulled a gun, the people scattered, they jumped into vehicles, sped off, and they say Gallegos started shooting at the vehicles and then hit a man in the head. That man died at the hospital. So now Gallegos is considered a fugitive. If you know where he is, call Crime Stoppers. That number 210-224-STOP. But... San Antonio police say they had better luck ca catching up to a man accused of shooting his neighbors in the face almost a month ago. Now, you'll see his picture here. Police arrested 48-year-old Otimio Antonio Gonzalez this morning. He's charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Police say that an argument led to the shooting back on October 13th in the 800 block of Price Avenue, which is off New Laredo Highway on the southwest side. Mertol Gonzalez is a neighbor to the victim's father, who had gone to Gonzalez's home to ask him about an alleged assault on a relative. As the 26-year-old victim walked away, investigators say that Gonzalez pulled out a shotgun and then shot him, hitting him in the arm. Gonzalez's bond is now set at $50,000. 
On the political front, there is now another lone Republican on the Bear County Commissioner's Court. That's Grant Moody. He won a special election to finish the unexpired term of Trisha Berry, a Republican herself, who lost the race for Bear County judge. Now, this was Moody's first try for elected office, although he's been active in Republican politics on the national, state, and local levels. A former fighter pilot with an MBA, Moody has worked at USAA and now at Valero, and he knows how important the job of a Bear County commissioner is. It has a $2.9 billion budget, the entire commissioner's court does, and also has thousands of employees. I think that requires a level of business experience and, and background um, to understand the kind of challenges and problems that you're going you're gonna to see with an organization that size. And Moody has plans. He wants to hold on to his new full-time job longer than two years, and he's planning to run for re-election in 2024. Today, the country honors the millions of military veterans who have served our country, and it was an extra special day for the veterans and those who currently serve who became U.S. citizens. They were naturalized, surrounded by past and present members of the military at Fort Sam Houston Cemetery. Yushi Yan from China is one of them, and she says that the Army has given her so many opportunities. The, the Army going to pay for the tuition for everything. I appreciate for that. Yes, and the Army just helped my life. Now, veterans that we spoke with today said that we can honor them today and every day by voting and volunteering. We're learning more about what's being called long COVID. You've heard of this, and that's where COVID patients report debilitating symptoms lasting weeks, even months. Big money is being spent on research, but some patients say it's still hard to convince doctors that their symptoms are real. 12 on your side's Marilyn Moritz looks at how to deal with long COVID. For years, Louise Salon had her asthma and acid reflux under control until she got COVID in March of 2020. I could never get a full breath. I thought for sure I was going to die. The fatigue was debilitating. Her inhaler barely worked. COVID aggravated a condition related to her acid reflux so badly, she had to have surgery to save her life. But her problems persisted. More than two years later, Louise is like tens of millions of people affected by long COVID. There's no test for it, but the CDC now recognizes it as an emerging condition and has released guidance for doctors. Tell your doctor about your symptoms like fatigue, brain fog, breathing issues, or stomach troubles. They may also refer you to a specialist. For example, if you have heart palpitations, they may suggest a cardiologist. Also, look for a long COVID clinic, as well as support groups like Survivor Corps, Body Politic, and Long COVID Alliance. If your daily activities are substantially limited, you can try applying for disability benefits, which may offer some protections, like job leave. Be sure your doctor knows the diagnostic code for long COVID, U09.9. That way, insurance may be more likely to cover it. As for Louise, her quality of life has improved. She can resume normal activity on a given day, but has to recover in bed the next. I made it through, and I'm improving. I'm grateful to be alive. Marilyn Moritz, KSAT 12 News. Certainly hope that Louise continues her recovery. Now, before we go, if you've traveled across Texas, then you know how important rest areas are. Well, 
Some students at a local school are taking an active role in making sure that monarch butterflies also have a rest area as they travel through Texas. Students at Fenwick Academy spent today working on a monarch garden. The school is working with the National Wildlife Federation's Monarch Heroes program to create it on the school's campus. Through a $1,500 grant, students are learning about those butterflies and what pollinators need to survive their annual migration. The monarch butterflies travel and they, um, they migrate every year along the I-35 route. And because there's not a lot of vegetation on the route, they, the population has been slowly declining. They don't have places to eat or lay eggs so the population can grow. So those students there are hoping the new garden is going to be a popular place for those butterflies to recharge. The Academy's program coordinator is hoping that the campus gets another grant next year to maintain and build on that monarch garden. Looks like they're doing a great job. We're out of time. The nine at night returns on Monday. Have a lovely weekend. And finally, I just can't wait to tell you, stay warm, my friends. See ya.